Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Wednesday edition of A Numbers Game here on DraftKings Network and VEASAN. Matt Brown in for the vacationing Gil Alexander, getting some well-deserved rest and relaxation. He'll be back here in a couple of weeks. Kelly Bidlin on the desk with me. We are proudly presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And we'll have a good show with you. Will Hill come in, talk about all things in the sports world. Mike Pritchard, former NFL first-rounder, will be with us. We'll get his thoughts on how the Super Bowl went down and then look a little bit forward into what do you think might happen in 2024 with those teams and teams beyond that? Talk a little golf today as well. We are now into official golf season. Whenever in, When the NFL ends, it's golf season around here. So golf season has officially begun, Kelly. Of course, long shots out this morning. Wherever you get your podcast, if you want to go in and see all of our thoughts. But we'll cram as many as we can into a segment. We'll what other t- sports does that apply to? Golf? College basketball, NBA, NHL, did they all just start like two yeah, days ago? Basically. Basically, yeah. Basically. That, we, 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 we talked to Kai McKeon yesterday, and we were like, okay, basically college basketball started today. Like, for, for most people out there, people have not watched one second of college basketball. They will now. It'll be the only thing on television, so they'll pay attention to it. Give us where we sit right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, always, it's always tough when I, get the, when, I, when I get the conversation of the the guy who's just jumping into the NBA, and it's like you'll get the question – and I'll be like, well, yeah, but they're net rating over these last two and a half weeks. And you're like, oh, wait, this guy, this guy just started watching. He doesn't yeah. care about like, who's this Wimbayaki guy. <laughs> and you're like, no, Wimbayaki. Well, no, Wimbayaki. I would. I saw. I saw. He's yeah. He's 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 the he's, future. He's doing well. He's yeah. Doing he's, well. He's, he's he's the future. Uh, so one thing we have to get immediately to. So I woke up to this. I don't know if you went to bed to this or woke up to this news. I, I went to. I I woke up to this news and I was up fairly fairly late for a fellow who had a. 4:45 a.m. alarm set. We'll talk about that at a at another time. I'm an early riser as it is anyway. Like my alarm goes off at six, I pop out of bed. That that hour, 15 minutes. Yeah, it makes a difference, doesn't it, buddy? Yeah, is, is different. <laughs> it like, does, it's just yes. something different. That hour, 15 minutes, might as well be six hours. Like it's 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 unbelievable. Like it's just the 6 a.m. alarm. I pop right out of bed. 4:45. I'm kind of like, no way that thing's going off already. It's impossible. I did the whole uh, wake up wake up about 20 minutes before my alarm went off. This which morning. always which always makes you feel like you got robbed of like two hours as opposed to the 20 minutes. Exactly that. Yeah. Yes, exactly yeah. that. It's yeah. the it's the it's the whole thing of like body why did you do that like now i'm never gonna be able to function yeah i'm never gonna be able to function today because you just robbed me that 20 minutes so i wake up to a story that is all over the interwebs all over plastered everywhere that apparently kelly bidlin if we are to believe every word that is written in this story the warriors made a run at lebron james at the trade deadline and apparently if you read into the story well before the trade deadline, this apparently was like a week and a half leading into the trade deadline of trying to get something done to bring, yes, the GOAT, in my personal opinion, don't argue me, don't tweet at me, LeBron James to the Warriors here at the trade deadline for them to make a push into, you know, what is, let's be for real, 
a fading dynasty. These guys are all getting older. There might be a couple years left. Clay is probably gone in the offseason as it is anyway. So this is one of those deals where they're like, all right, let's give it one last go, one last run. Let's see if we can pull this off. You read the article. You start to realize how many people were involved. There's this GM and this assistant GM and this agent and this player is now making calls and this player is making texts and things are going on left and right. I have to believe because it did get posted and there's multiple sources in this, Kelly, that, that this is real and this did happen. But at the same time, how in the world in today's age were that many people involved and we did not hear about this leading into the trade deadline? Like this must have been the shroud of secrecy like no other. Like you had to go in and in order to do this, you had to give them, you know, a sample of your blood, a list of your fears and all this if you wanted to talk about this because I, I cannot believe something of this magnitude with as many people that were supposedly as involved yeah. as mentioned in this story did not somehow make it to the media. Yeah, I I, I hear you. I think my, my biggest, you know, the biggest shock to me of all of this was it, it's along those lines because it's, I, I mean, I think the Warriors probably wanted to keep this really, really, really quiet because if they didn't pull it off, what would be the backlash uh, internally with their team is probably the big point is probably the big point here. And I mean, you're talking about like this, if this was being talked about for a week and a half, two weeks, I mean, all we've talked about with the Warriors recently is how much better they've played. And it's been, yeah. and it's been spurred along by, I mean, Draymond Green coming back, but Brandon Pajemski and what he's done and what Kaminga's done out there and how great they'd be. And you kind of have to assume that one of those guys, if not both of them would be involved in a trade to get someone of LeBron's caliber, along with a salary dump, and I'd hate to call it a salary dump, but, you know, Clay Thompson or Chris yeah. Paul, like, it would likely be one of those two. And, like, we have in this ESPN story that is, I mean, Draymond was involved, so you know he's not going. Yeah. It makes the list very easy to get to of, okay, what guys could have potentially be traded? And now I think if you're some of these Warriors players, you're waking up today and being like, Man, we've been playing some really great ball. Cool to find out I almost just got traded and this whole team almost got blown up. If you are kind of parachuting in into the NBA and you're wondering, currently the Lakers are sitting in the ninth spot in the West. The Warriors sitting in the tenth spot in the West. So both teams kind of clawing, hanging on there. You do see a separation, though, from both of those teams to, to kind of where the Jazz sit right now. But, Kelly, neither one of them are in air quotes safe, yeah. you know, they, they could fall out of the top 10 if they went on a, an, on a bad run. And so with that, the Warriors seemed like, Hey, look, Steph's still playing at a high level, but let's be for real. He's not the Steph of old Draymond. We've got maybe a year or two left out of him playing at some sort of level. We, we get spurts with clay here and there, you know? And so they go, listen, we bring in LeBron James, who at 39 years of age is still playing like an MVP. So he's still playing ridiculously high level, something we've never seen before in the history of the NBA. Nobody has been this old playing at this level before. Mm -hmm. It's just never happened. And so, like, you know what? Who cares if we're only renting him for the rest of the season? This could get us to the playoffs and maybe at least make us a viable contender to to make one last championship run here. So I don't blame the Warriors for for kind of making the play here, but you also get a – you know, you also get now, like you said, the the fallout of this somehow making it somehow staying secret all the way up until way after the trade deadline. Now it makes its way out to the fallout of what may or may not be happening in the Warriors locker room right, right now, where people are looking around going, and if you're Clay Thompson, you you know it's you. Yeah, I, I mean, Clay and Chris Paul probably aren't going to care as much. Yeah, but you know, it's the younger guys that yeah. you you finally have started to see something out of that that I would be worried about getting affected. The low-key funniest part of the story, though, is Daryl Morey and the 76ers. Like, Daryl Morey apparently just treats the NBA like like it's NBA 2K, where he's just firing off trade offers to everybody because apparently, well, he also went, he also he also called up the Lakers and then called the Suns about, the the about all big three. All of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> they asked, he, he first asked about Durant, and they're like, yeah, no, that's not happening. And he's like, well, then what about Booker? <laughs> you know, he's just like, he's just like, he's just, he's just asking, like what is this, a fantasy yeah, league? Yeah, Come yeah. on, man. He's like, he's like, no on Durant. Okay, well, what about Booker? You ready to get rid of him? I'm like, well, no, that's not what we did here. We, like, no, you're going in the opposite direction yeah, too. Like, yeah. come on. It's like, no, that's not what we did here. We tried to, you know, we, we tried to build a dynamo. We're trying to build a, you know, a winner here. So we're not going to get rid of any of these guys. So anyway, we are sitting currently ninth and 10th in the West. The Warriors try to make a push for LeBron James. I got to thinking about this, Kelly, as I read this, and now this is all off the top of my head again. I woke up to this story. This would have been, and I'm not going to say the most impactful 
impactful because it could have been just a rental for a couple of months or something. But yeah, given- that's worth explaining, though, real quick. LeBron's basically playing year-to-year year contract-wise year. yes. right now. He has so- player options every single yeah. year. So he has player options every single year. He keeps opting out of them and then re-signing for more money. Right. And he re-opts out and re-signs for more money. re-opts out and re-signs for more money, which is what he'll end up doing if he ends up playing, deciding to play next year as well. He's owed $51.5 million next year. He will opt out, and they'll probably give him 53 or 54 or 55 because he's LeBron James. But you you look at this, and, and given the player that is involved in what we – no is the likely return, which it would have been, like I said, either Clay Thompson or Chris Paul. And then, you know, another, this would have been the biggest trade in the history of the NBA, just given who was involved. I understand it's a rental and I'm not saying the most impactful trade long term. or anything, Right. Yeah. But like you're talking about it as far as name value, it's Michael Jordan. And it's LeBron James. Like, I mean, it is. it was. Well, it's, it's Steph Curry, not too far behind. Obviously, he would be traded yeah. this, but he's part of the story, yeah. at least. Yeah, it would have been the biggest trade in the history of the NBA because LeBron James moving over to a team that was already a dynasty and looked at as a dynasty in the Warriors at this point in his career, getting flipped for, again, like we said, be it Paul, be it be it Clay Thompson, because again, Clay Thompson, by the way, free agent in the offseason, mm-hmm. may or may not come back, so they could have gotten rid of him, lots of salary, all that. That's the reason why we're, we're gravitating towards him, maybe being involved in this deal. And so, I, I, again, I, I'd love your opinion on it, being an NBA guy, but I, I couldn't think of something that, in, that has happened in the past that would trump this as far as, like, trades go in the NBA. It's, it's LeBron James. Like, it would have been LeBron James moving from the Lakers to the Warriors to team up with Steph Curry to make one last run at a championship. I think it would have gone down as the biggest trade of all time, even if it was only for LeBron staying there for a few months. Yeah, I, I'm just try, I'm pulling I'm pulling up some articles right now to try to think if there's a trade I'm not thinking of. No, it would have been by far the biggest. Yeah. I pulled up one story of the biggest NBA trades of the past three decades, and Anthony Davis to the Lakers is number one. Right. So, automatically, that trumps that one very easily. Very Very, easily. Very very easily (laughs) when it comes to to all this. I mean, you you sit there and, like, this is no, again, no disrespect to people of of, of yesteryear, but we're talking – Pairing up LeBron James and Steph Curry to make these this run, and as both of them are on the you know downside of of their careers, kind of sunsetting here with all of this, I couldn't believe I woke up to the story. Then I couldn't believe how this didn't make it into the public light somehow. Yeah, with yeah, as many people really that are is, is involved, you you read through the articles like this person talked to this person, talked to this person, talked to this person, and swung back around with whatever, and then like, and then Draymond decides he wants to get involved. Wait, what? Like, yeah, why is why is Draymond Draymond has to sign off on? things still like that's what's going on with the war like i am yeah. so confused how that organization is run it's it's one day it's it's knock out your teammate and and suspend you and he's got to get better and the next day like hey Draymond, is this trade cool with you if we do this is that mean, cool? it, it's it's absolutely absolutely wild we only got to one story here but it's a massive massive story we'll circle back around some big news coming out from the bears as well and then we got some nfl lines that are coming up we're going to talk about those all show long it's a number game here on a wednesday Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. numbers game on vsin the sports betting network hey you've got the internet go to your browser of choice type in vsin.com vsin.com check out the new look over there we got better navigation as well if you're on your cell phone you can go to your browser on the cell phone as well you get a mobile first focus so it's going to look very very good and function very very well on your phone and then also if you are kind of new to this whole betting thing if you're swooping in we got some educational content that we really really beefed up over there on the site as well long time coming here for vsin to get a facelift so head on over to vsin.com check out the new look over there it is a numbers game here on a wednesday matt brown in for gill alexander kelly bidlin on the desk with me just talked a little bit about lebron james potentially going to the warriors at the trade deadline apparently lebron said no thanks and now every single talk show on the face of the planet is talking about it it is going through my twitter feed shouldn't he have done it shouldn't that he have wanted for two days right yeah, there shouldn't yeah. he have wanted to pair up with <laughs> steph and blah blah and also yes you can just argue that they're going to be arguing this until they're blue in the face for the next yeah i mean it might, it might extend through the whole rest of the week actually I, I i mean to to be fair lebron puts himself in these situations right with i mean with comments that he makes and tweets of hourglasses and stuff like that and i mean every time i've always tried to i've always read into that matter it, it's it, it's always been pretty simple to me because i always go back to last year i think that was a perfect example it's hey this team's not good enough i'm getting old i want to win go out and get me better teammates and, you know, okay, that didn't really happen this time around. It did last year, though, worked out fairly well for him, getting all the way to a Western Conference Finals. So that was the way I always read into this. But, man, the the actual LeBron being on the trading block stuff was, turns out to be more of a reality than we all thought a, a week and a half yeah. ago or whatever when we were first hearing about it. And, again, we, we, we focus on the betting angle and stuff, so we're, we're not going to debate whether he should have gone or shouldn't have gone or anything like that. I mean, that's for your all your morning talk shows that are going right now. And But, but I, I, I will say this. From a betting aspect, it would have made the Warriors really, really interesting. I'll just put it that way. It would have made them very, very interesting to me. Because okay, LeBron, hold on. Still, now we, now we got to talk about that for a because second. Because LeBron still produces at such an incredibly high level. Steph is still just a massive, massive threat from the three point yeah. line. Like it, there is just it would have it would have made the Warriors interesting. Okay, Warriors currently twenty two to one to win the West. LeBron goes there 12, 10. I they, think they're pro- okay. So are they still behind? They're still behind the Nuggets, the Clippers. Yeah, is that it? That's probably it, though. So right now it's it's Nuggets, Clippers, Suns plus seven fifty, Timberwolves plus eight hundred, Thunder plus nine hundred, Mavericks four. So then they probably are right on the level with the Suns. With Mike, they'd they'd probably be like co thirds. I think so too. The only reason the only reason I put up maybe them ahead of them is because of I mean, who knows what's going on with Bradley Beal yeah. now again after yeah. leaving that game last night with a hamstring injury. So it's like, yeah, you're probably talking about that range. I don't think it wouldn't be what I'd be rushing to bet, but like, you know, everybody in the world would be. It would be wild. It would be wild for sure. So this story we wanted to get to in the top of obviously LeBron possibly getting traded trumps everything, but it transitions to where we wanted to go with this segment anyways, that sources tell Ian Rappaport that Chicago would need, this is air quote, historic haul of draft picks and overall compensation to trade the first pick of the draft. Now, I think that gets put out there 
just strictly because they know for sure they want to keep the pick. Like they are 95% sure that they want to keep the pick and take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields. However, you put that out there to see if there is any team that wants to give you a historic haul in compensation for the pick. Like that's why you throw that out there so that someone might goes, you know what? I fall. I have fallen in love with Caleb Williams. I'm going to give the Bears a historic haul of compens- picks and compensation for that number one overall pick, and so that's why they threw it out there. And you know, listen, I don't think it's going to happen, Kelly. I think it is. You're even if you think all things are considered, all things are equal between Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. So you are the Bears, and me and you are sitting here. We're across the table from each other, and we're just discussing the two guys. And we really like the progress that Fields made over the last couple of years, but the upside that could potentially come from Caleb Williams. So with all that, the, we've seen it with our own eyes, potential, we just put them dead even. Then that yeah. put Caleb Williams. Well, and real quick, is that how you would characterize them? Because that's pro- that is probably how I would characterize. Well, there's always like the element of the unknown, right? With the new guy. So right? yeah, I mean, add that onto the pros for Caleb Williams. Yeah, like there's. But all- I'm still a believer in Justin Fields. Yes, yes, and so I think so. Let's just say all things created equal. Then that then Williams trumps Fields because you get to start over on exactly. the rookie deal again, right? Exactly. Like so. So the decision then is made for you. I don't think they're going to put Fields significantly ahead of Williams by any stretch because again, it it did take Fields several years to get here mm-hmm. to where he's at right now, as to where Caleb Williams could come in and look like C.J. Stroud for all we know. Now we don't. Th- that's the thing about all this. You you kind of almost have to take the gamble because if you hit, yeah then you have put yourself in such an incredible spot yep. because you have now reset that whole deal where you've got the, you know, you're going to get the three cheap years. That's the other, that's the other thing about all this, right? It, if you don't know how NFL contracts work, you can't even re- renegotiate with someone until they've been in the league for three years. So you get the three years without even having to worry about what you're going to pay Caleb Williams after this, right? Like there are some guys that get that extension in the fourth year. Of course, we talk about the Burroughs and Herberts and stuff like that, where you don't have to worry about getting to the like, you know, oh man, is, is a guy going to leave or not? But the first three years, so you, again, you reset that clock with Caleb Williams. Three years, you're not worried about anything at the quarterback right. position as far as money goes. You know exactly what it's going to be. You don't have to worry about re-up and renegotiating. Just so, got to focus on developing yes, him like exa- you did. Yeah. You know, you were trying to do it. Get more Fields. weapons around him, all the different things like that, right? And so, and that's the thing. This draft is set up perfectly for them to where with the pick that they have at nine as well, one of the receivers is going to be there too. So, you can get you can get Caleb Williams. You've already got more in town, and now you can get that wide receiver two for him as well. Keon Coleman, and yep. it works out just <laughs> works out absolutely perfect for for them there. So again, for me, I think this is just a let's dangle the carrot and see if anyone is willing to just I don't know mortgage their entire franchise, you know, for the next five years to to get Caleb Williams, and then then at that point we'll we'll reassess sure where yeah. we're at, but um. But yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they're going to get it. I think it's Caleb Williams, and I think Justin Fields moves, which brings us to a market that's actually up right now, which is Justin Fields' next team, next team odds over there, over on DraftKings. And you see the Steelers sitting at minus one twenty-five. The Bears are at two to one. Falcons at six to one. Patriots at six and a half to one. Broncos 12, Commanders 12, Raiders 12. So what you get here is all the incredibly quarterback needy teams. Then you get into the teams that might have a quarterback solution for a short term but need it for a long term. So Seahawks 25 to 1, Bucks 35 to 1, Vikings 35 to 1. So Kelly, you look at this and I, the Steelers come out as the favorite because now we get this that we you know the the leak starts coming out Tomlin really likes Justin Fields. He thinks that Justin Fields can get it done. They release Trubisky. They say that, that quarterback position is wide open for them in the uh, in the offseason that they are looking for competition at the quarterback position. The Bears obviously going to be up there because he's, you know, already on the Bears. He would have to leave yeah. if it's not going to be the Bears. And then you get the Falcons and the Patriots. I don't know why the Patriots are as short as they are because the Patriots don't need to trade for a quarterback sitting with the number three pick because they can take a quarterback in the draft. So Mm -hmm. I don't know why you would give up a ton of compensation and future capital and all of that to move up a couple of, you know, to 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 take Justin Fields when you can just, again, restart. Like, what do people think the difference between Justin Fields and, and Jaden Daniels is right now? Right, I mean, sure. like, you know, yeah, like you, exactly. you just take Jaden Daniels and, again, so just, I, I don't know why the, the Patriots are as short as they are, but 
the but Falcons. I even think the next two are even a couple. Of, like the Falcons are my dream team for this to to, to manifest. Recently. Obviously, you know, sitting at the six to six to one, super quarterback needy. But you get the Commanders. I don't get them at twelve to one because sure. the Commanders are just going to take Drake May. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. they're just going to take Drake May with the second pick. So and, that and doesn't the, make any and sense. And the Broncos, it's impossible to do anything with. And, to, and we're, we're going to talk about him yeah. next. But Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. You don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson yet. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of a two way bet here because I truly believe that the Bears are going to move on. So I think it's Steelers or Falcons. And those are the only two that make a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Because, okay, I, again, I don't think that there is, in fact, you know, a, a scenario in which one of these other teams, why would the why would the Patriots make a trade for a quarterback when you can just get one with your draft pick that you have right, right. now? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I think it's easy to cross them off the list. I, the – I mean, the other, the only other one on there I thought was slightly interesting was the Raiders at that long odds, twelve to one. Like we've heard, we've heard them linked to some of these uh, some of these quarterbacks. I don't know why you wouldn't be interested in Justin Fields. I mean, if all the quarterbacks uh, that that are you know that are kind of out there, and we're going to talk about a couple yeah. of them more here too, but like that would I would still feel like Justin Fields because of this is. Chicago's in its own its own situation, right? For these other teams, you still have the ability to go out and get a young quarterback yeah. that you think is on, is on the rise. Yeah. Like he would be a very valuable a very valuable trade. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like the 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 reason the Patriots don't make any sense because they're they're sitting in a spot to get one of those. The Falcons. The reason the Falcons make sense and the mm-hmm. Steelers make sense. The Steelers are way down. They can't come close to to getting you know one of the top three quarterbacks with it without having to give up a ton. And then you look at the at the Falcons sitting at the, with that eighth pick. They, they, they can't. So it's just. To me, it's 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 those guys and, and those guys only. But who knows? Maybe the Seahawks or the Bucks or the Fire are willing to. Who knows? I, you know, you, you tell me, Kelly. I mean, you well, know. we'll talk about some of the other quarterbacks after Will. But like, I mean, should the Steelers, have, uh, based off of one week, be this big of favorites in no. any of these? That no. I mean, that's the other part. No, there's no way in the world. But hey, you know, that's what we do here. We overreact to things. We're overreacting. We're out of football. That's all we can do is overreact to things. Let's talk to Will Hill. See if he's got any overreactions when we come back. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you are not already a VEASAN Pro subscriber, do we have a deal for you? For just $9.99 American, you can go in and you can dip your toe in, see what we got going on over there. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get the daily best bets. You get the betting splits. You get all of the stuff that we are going to be doing for March Madness. So not just the betting guide, but all of the articles and picks and everything that will be flowing through the site over the month of March. Do not miss out on this offer. $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Matt Brown in for Gill. Going to talk some uh, college basketball here in a second, some NBA awards, but Will Hill, join us. Let's get your final thoughts here on the Super Bowl and how things went, what you thought of everything, and maybe even one NFL future that sticks out to you. But circling back to what we saw on Sunday, how did you fare? How did things go? And what did you feel about all the stuff that we're, you know, that we're pontificating about here days later? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this game obviously for two weeks, and I think we we were, you know, pretty much everyone uh, I talked to, pretty much I heard on on your show and everywhere else was back and forth, and you know, people make good cases for both sides, and, and at the end, it, it was a coin flip game to me. You know, if these teams played ten times, San Francisco probably went six. Uh, I, I said yesterday on Lombardi Line, that's probably the worst loss anyone's had in the NFL, maybe since Atlanta at twenty eight to three, considering the stakes of the game. Uh, how many chances they had to put it away, how many times they've been close to winning. You could say Detroit a couple of weeks ago was really bad too, but this was for a Super Bowl, not for a trip to the Super Bowl. And look, I mean, if you're Shanahan and if you're the 49ers, you say, hey, we'll be back. You know, we got a young team. We got a good team. This is now a five-year run, four NFC title games, two Super Bowl appearances. You had a double-digit lead in both Super Bowls. You had the ball with a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter of the first one. You led the Rams by 10 points in the NFC title game two years ago. I mean, it wasn't all on Shanahan. We'd go back and forth about the decision to take the ball in overtime. It, it wasn't all on him. And give him credit. He went for that fourth down where I was shocked he went for it on that fourth and three. They ended up with a touchdown. It's funny how when you go for it on fourth down and you end up with a touchdown, that doesn't get discussed as much as when you go for it and you don't get it. Uh, but look, I mean, it, it's hard to say all of these losses, all of these blown leads are a coincidence at this point with him. I mean, this is a lot. This is if you throw in Atlanta, the 28 to three, this is a lot of blown leads. So just a brutal loss uh, for San Francisco had so many chances to go up, you know, 17, three 
put that put, put the 14 17 point margin between you and in Mahomes and he's probably not going to get off the mat as great as he is so just uh, a bitter loss I thought second and five with like three minutes to go two and a half minutes to go I thought just run it three times you're going to get your five yards they threw it they only got a yard you were risking stopping the clock there to me if you could just run it three times get your five yards you're going to trump Kansas City of all their timeouts. You're going to put yourself in a position where Moody's kick ends the fourth quarter and you either win the Super Bowl or you go to overtime. To me, I thought that was uh, you know, where they kind of lost the game. I was shocked they didn't put the game away. They were moving up and down the field. Uh, that last drive, just a, a bitter, bitter loss for the 49ers. Talking to VEASAN contributor Will Hill. You can find him on the Twitter machine at NotTheWillHill. Will, um, we've, it wastes no time, right? I mean, these things were literally hitting the books as soon as the game was over. We're starting to get odds for things out in the future. The population by the way if you've not gone over to DraftKings and you want to take a look there are surprisingly a lot of NFL bets that you can already make over there on the site and uh, you might be eyeballing one of those what are you looking at here from a futures aspect I can't argue with anyone saying hey I'm going to put Kansas City in my pocket at what is it plus 650 plus 750 I'm just going to put it in my pocket I'm going to wake up next January and they're probably going to be in the AFC title game and I'm going to be happy to have a, we'll call it what is it seven to one I can't argue with that I've done that in past years um, I like it. if you're betting theoretically there are places where you can bet on credit if you're doing it on credit I understand I don't love tying up my money for this long but like I can't argue with that if you're looking for just hey more topical conversation like a fun one uh, a number that might just be a little long to me Minnesota at 55 to one if they bring back Cousins, they've got a quarterback. I've never been the biggest Cousins fan, but I mean, you got Jefferson, you got Addison, you've got a defense. Nobody picked off Flores to bring him in to be their head coach. He did an outstanding job. Uh, that, that's a team like, look, the 49ers, like we talked about, were a play away from winning the Super Bowl, probably should have won it. They beat the 49ers soundly this year. Um, that team was going in the right direction. Now, that division's gotten a little better. Uh, the Lions are in good shape. Packers with love. The Bears are set up well with their draft picks and you know, uh, an improved defense. But to me, Minnesota 55 to one is at least interesting. I, I prefer to look for a team in the NFC because the AFC is just so stacked. I mean, you've got nine, 10, 11, really, really good teams in the AFC. They can't all get in. So to me, Minnesota 55 to one is, is at least interesting. If I was going to go on the AFC side, I'd like a little better number. I think you can get, if you shop around like 25 to one, on the Jets, uh, I was high on them last year. We never got to see it play out. It was one of the more disappointing things of the season um, with, with Rodgers going down four plays. And it, it's unfortunate because they traded for Rodgers, the football player, and he's a great football player. And what they ended up with was Rodgers, the coach, Rodgers, the GM, Rodgers, who gives the social commentary. It, it's the same thing with Minnesota. If you have Rodgers healthy, you have a quarterback, you have a defense. They've got the 10th pick in the draft. I'm not like an offensive line draft expert, but everyone seems to think there's a lot of offensive line talent in this draft. So if they can shore up the offensive line, you got a quarterback, you got a defense. Again, it's a brutal division. It's a brutal conference. They have a tough path. Everyone has a tough path. But uh, if you're looking, think outside the box, Jets and Vikings are a couple ones that, that jumped out to me. Yeah, well, if you talk about the the, the Vikings, I think that there's a, a way that you could look at this that kind of does tell your story because it, you have such a long number on them. So if you have that ticket in your pocket and then – if they actually, yes, it is a tough division, but if they make it to the playoffs, that means they're probably playing much better than over. They're playing above expectation, right? They're playing very, very well because they are having to get through the Lions and the Packers and all of that on a, a you know four four times a year. So you're actually getting a team that's that's playing better because the only way they can get there is to play better and beat teams of that caliber. So yeah, I, I in the off season when you get these longer shots, uh, people bring up the toughness of, of division a lot of times, and I say, well, yeah, but that's that's part of the reason the numbers as long as it is and that works out in your favor in the long run because they either just don't make it and okay whatever I bet a 55 to 1 or you have the 55 to 1 and it's like oh they made it which means they're playing very very good because look how tough that division is yeah and they were well, I think 30 to 1 last year and they, that was coming off a season where like a couple years ago remember they were the total fluke they were a poster child for just being nowhere near as good as the record is I think that 51 55 to 1 is built in with the fact that it's not 100% Cousins comes back which look it's not 100% and if you go the rookie quarterback route if they ever draft JJ McCarthy look I'm, you're stuck with a 55 to 1 that's probably not getting home but if, if you could bring Cousins back with that defense with Flores with their skill guys uh, decent offensive line that's a, that's a pretty good team in, in a conference that you want to be in you at least want to be uh, away from all the great quarterbacks in the AFC you're much better being in the NFC well let's talk some NBA and there was a you know shake up in the MVP market with Joel Embiid no longer eligible to win MVP so we start to see these odds move and shake around a little bit so what do you see here from an MVP standpoint I was excited for the start of the season last night it was good to finally get it going <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's a uh, look. I think Kawhi is live at, at MVP. You've missed some of the better numbers there. The one award that dropped out that, that jumped out to me, and Kawhi's dealing with the inductor. I tell you, I don't know how serious that is. If that's just hey, we've got one game to the All Star break. Let's give him two weeks here. You always worry if you got Clippers futures, if you got Kawhi futures. Like you're always one tweet away from Shams or Woj of like, hey, this guy got hurt, and you know he's not going to be back for a while. That's happened a lot with the Clippers. You you got to keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah. But the one that jumped out to me, Holmgren at plus 425 for Rookie of the Year. Like, I know Webb and Yama's been great lately, but to me, that number just seems so long. Webb and Yama's already missed six or seven games. Um, th- they're not a good team, obviously, so that could be held against them. If he ever – I don't think they would bench him just to bench him, just, just to load management at the end of the year, although Pop is the guy who invented load management. But any sort of ankle roll, any sort of health scare, they're going to be careful with him, and you got that 65-game threshold. To me, plus 425 on a team – uh, on a guy that's really good, on a really good team, uh, I just think that's a long number with, with Holmgren. Kelly, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I guess the one thing we didn't bring up in all this is I guess it's not – out of the realm of possibility in the world of load management that as the season winds down, they could kind of trend back the other way with Wimbanyama. Like he oh, could yeah. come back down to the only playing, you know, a handful of minutes every day. Yeah, night. we didn't talk about specifically, but yeah. we talked about how how delicately they've handled him so far. And yes, they've increased the minutes, but yeah, Will, I I mean, I'm already invested in Chen on worse numbers, so I, 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 I'm good for now, but I, I hear you because I do think it is you know, he tweaks an ankle or something. It's not like somebody else tweaking their ankle. It's okay. You're going to sit for three weeks or whatever as compared to a week because we're not going to rush you back yeah. and somehow make this worse and derail this whole process. So I, I like and, it. And let's take a lesson from the NFL awards, which just got announced you know, a week ago. Stefanski was like 80 to one in week 13. Joe Flacco was 60 to one with like three weeks left. These markets can be very sensitive just because you're the favorite halfway through or, you know, 60, 70 percent of the season through. That does not mean, you know, that, that you're a lock to win this award. You see some strange things with these awards. All right. Well, we got 30, 40 seconds here. Give us your favorite college basketball play of the night. I'm going to take South Carolina plus 11 and a half. I feel like I'm walking into a trap a little bit. Anytime you can get that many points with a top 10 or 11 team, you feel like it's a little bit of a sucker bet. But to me, Auburn, you can still turn them over. Their guards can be a little shaky. I know this is a good spot for Auburn off a blowout loss at in Florida. But to me, this will be a tight game. I'll take the 11 and a half here with the Gamecocks. He is Vision contributor Will Hill. Thanks for the time today, buddy. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. So it is uh, didn't unfortunately didn't get to his. Ooey pooey, uh, pick. By the way, I, I googled that. I, I never, I never knew what IUPUI stood for. Do you know what that school is? Indiana University, Paul Tuckett. <laughs> I was thinking along those lines. It's like, it's like a combo between Indiana and Purdue, where you can like take classes through both universities somehow. There we and see. And I had no idea, no idea that was a thing. Teaching, teaching people here on a numbers game today. You left smarter than when you started listening. You know what I IUPUI actually yeah. is all about. Now let's talk some golf when we come back. Genesis, when we are here talking this uh, tournament, me and Kelly Bidlin, all of our picks next. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, new customers of DraftKings Sportsbook, go in. Use the promo code VSEN, and when you do, you can make yourself eligible for a no-sweat bet up to $1,000. Go in. Whatever your deposit amount, whatever your first bet is, if you are unlucky enough to not get that bet home, you will get that back in bonus bets up to $1,000, but you have to use the promo code VSEN, V-S-I-N. This is a new customer offer for DraftKings Sportsbook. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin coming to you here on a numbers game on a Wednesday. It is golf season, as we just mentioned. Yeah. We found out what Uwe Pui, we actually not only found out what Uwe Pui is, we found out they do have a mascot, and they are the Uwe Pui Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. Not Panthers. Right. I was about to say Panthers. Uwe Pui Panthers sounds a lot better, but Uwe Pui Jaguars is fine. Yeah, I mean, please, someone, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but the quick description, Matt, is uh, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. Commonly referred to as IUPUI. Public Research University in Indianapolis. Collaboration between Indiana and Purdue that offers undergraduate, graduate, and professional degrees from both universities. There we go. So I don't know why I didn't go to UFFSU or something like yeah. that. I could have picked, picked and chose where, where I got my degree from. That would have been nice. U U F F S U F I U. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. So the Genesis is this week. It is the return of Tiger Woods, if you have not heard. It is also the debut of Tiger Woods in his new clothing line, which tends to get more of the headlines than Tiger Woods actually his play in yeah. this tournament so far. Sunday Red. Yeah, it is. And, and listen, here's the thing. It's probably for a good cause, because if there's anybody that could possibly miss the cut at this event, it might be Tiger, who has been very inactive, and we just don't know how this is going to play out. Super long course, all the things that may not fit his game currently as we sit right now. But the reason I say could possibly miss the cut here is because technically there's a cut. This is so dumb. Yeah, technically there is a cut. But if you are within, if it's top 50 in ties, there's only 70 players in the field anyway. It's top 50 in ties and anyone within 10 strokes of the lead. So, again, in theory, there's a cut, but there's also a very real scenario that everyone makes it through. Can, 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 I, can I just walk you through my brain real quick when, yeah. I, when I was just initial research, right? Like when we sit down to handicap a golf tournament, this is the fir- one of the first things that you are doing, right? Field, field size, cut, that kind of stuff. I was so confused when I pulled this up, and I was like, okay. At first, I learned that there are going to be four. I didn't know that there was a whole four of these signature events that do have a cut this year. So I learned that, and I was like, oh, that's nice. That's great. And then then I'm reading more about this guy. I'm like, okay, top, top, okay, the field's going to be 70 players. I got that, 70 players. Cuts top 50 in ties with 70 players. And then what you just said, I had to call up Wes Reynolds. I knew he was writing, and I was like, I've got to be reading this wrong. How could there possibly be a cut? There might be eight guys that get cut. It might be less than that. It could be everybody makes the cut. It's incredible. It's a stupid rule. Apparently, Tiger, though, demanded or wanted a cut at this event, and I'm all for a cut. But just don't make it a stupid cut like this. This is just stupid. So this course, it's long. It's apparently the conditions. We're just talking – Obviously, Kelly and I are here in Vegas and right over there, but we're you know there are boots on the ground over there that say that this course is going to play uh, maybe even a little bit longer because it's really soft conditions out there. So drives, different things might not get the run out that it used to get and all that. Kelly, it was always a course in which being longer helps. You can just yeah. look at the list of winners of late, and it's a bunch of guys that can really 
get it on out there. And so, you know, I focused a ton on off the tee. I focused a ton on uh, driving distance. I I focused a ton on carry distance. If we're not going to be getting run out, I want guys that just like hit it a long way in the air. And also the other thing that that does is it helps you play this course in interesting ways because there are a few different holes that present themselves where you can take an alternate route to kind of go in about them. And so some risk reward holes for sure. It's a very fun course. One of my, one of my most uh, fun tournaments to watch all year, given the way that the course is set up and the way that the holes, there are those risk reward holes and how you can go about it. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm down with this tournament. I'm down with everything. I'm not down with Tiger, though. Going to have no bets on Tiger this week. Listen, it's, all, it's the same thing we said all last year, Kelly. I hope he does great. I hope I'm, I hope he wins. Uh, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong. I will gladly lose all of my outrights yep, if Tiger too. wins because what's good for what, what, what's good for the sport is, is, is Tiger being around and being good and at least being in contention. So, and right now it really helps. Yeah. But that being said, it, it's, I just can't get there with no data. You and I are data guys, no data whatsoever on him at all. And then also the fact that, you're coming back to one of the tougher courses, actually. Right. This isn't like, hey, let me come back and kind of test the waters here on one of these uh, birdie fest court. No, this is like one of the tougher courses, certainly one of the longer courses. Not the Tiger in long anymore is. but and Of course, he's never yeah, won it. Yeah, and a, cor- and a course that even when he was in God mode, still never won. Yeah, it's uh, – look, I think there would be interesting – I haven't really seen any many matchups. I there I don't know if there's many fade opportunities because of the weird the weird way the cuts uh you know designed. I wouldn't be running to bet a no cut on him because the, theoretically or a miscut on him. And theoretically everybody can make it through. Uh but yeah, n- nothing uh nothing for me on the Tiger Woods front uh here either. Just um you know, real quick a couple other notes uh on this course. I mean, it, it's really the first the first tournament that we're going to see this year where it's a true test to everything right you got the off the tee is important both accuracy and length approach is important yes you got some bigger greens but there are horrible runoff areas here and some big traps surrounding these greens there's no water um there's not a lot of bunkers but the bunkers can be extremely penal uh there's some different routes like you talked about the guys can take on these holes so it, it true test of golf really excited for this tournament this week yeah there's kind of a there's a drivable par four mm-hmm. that there's actually like four different ways you can go about it, right? Like you can just drive it into the greenside bunker, which again, some of these bunkers are very tricky. So you can go that route. You can try to go over the green and there's like some rough back there. You can play out of that. You can just lay up. You can order. So, I mean, again, there will be different decisions to be made when it comes down to it. Scotty Scheffler is your favorite on the board at plus 650. Rory McIlroy is at 10 to 1. You get 14 on Xander and Victor Hovland, 16 on both Cantlay, JT. Colin Morikawa comes in at 18. Sam Burns at 20, as does Max Homa and Ludwig Auberg. I hear, I've heard Auberg. I've heard Aberg. I've heard Aubert. Whatever. All right, just- so every time I try to correct this, I get corrected myself. But I've, I have seen him now say multiple times in print articles O Berg, O Dash Berg. It just go with that. We're Makes it with simple for there everybody. There it is. O O Berg. Take the A, make it an O. O Berg. There we go. Jordan Spieth at twenty five. Adam Scott at twenty eight. Some big names getting into that thirty range, even in a field that is as small as this is. Tony Finau's thirty. Wyndham Clark's thirty five. Tommy Fleetwood's thirty five. So he hit the Gala. Matt Fitzpatrick, Cam Young, all sitting at thirty five to one to win this thing. And you can actually get into some, you know, guys that have won on tour in that 50 to one range. Siwoo Kim, Jason Day, you know, Will Zalatoris, 55, Keegan Bradley, 55. So there's a lot of that uh, big numbers out there with all of that. Kelly, as you ran your model and things spit out, where did you end up as far as your plays this week? Yeah, what I ended up on is a few outrights. Uh, we talked about this a lot on the podcast. Get our full thoughts. Uh, go listen to Long Shots. You'll get an hour of me, Wes, and uh, Matt t- uh, talking about this full tournament. But just to go through the card real quick, outrights on Shoffley, Morikawa, Adam Scott, Cameron Young. Uh, there is a lot of course history correlation here. And this is a lot. This is There's some big names at the top of the board that have all pretty much played pretty well here. Uh, But guys like Shoffley and Morikawa, guys that are putting up uh, great statistical numbers right now that I think fit this course. Morikawa, not as long off the tee, but we always talk about those long irons can help make up for it. He's one of the best in the world with the long irons. You're going to see a lot of approach shots from 150 to 200 yards here. So I went with Shoffley and Morikawa. I do think we t- hit a, hit on, on the pod yesterday. We all, I think we all kind of generally think there's a chance that, that we do finally see a winner here that's not in triple digits. So played outrights on those four guys. Adam Scott is by far the guy I like the most this week. He 
was spiking in all my bottles. Great recent results with what, what he's put uh, put out there. He was T9 last week, T20 at Pebble, T7 the Dubai Desert Classic. So very a pretty heavy top 20 bet for me this week on Adam Scott. Did dabble in the outrights, although his outright numbers keep going down. Uh, keep going down. And then top 10s there on Shoffley and Morikawa to back up the outrights. Yeah, it is one of those things where, like I said, I I – I was looking a lot at, at driving distance and this week and less so much as accuracy because the fairways are very hard to hit regardless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So if people are going to be playing from outside, then I, I'm looking at distance and Adam Scott can still put it out there. I have a top 20 on Adam Scott and another guy can put it out there as well as Benny on. I think people got burned last week. And so I went ahead, put in a Benny on top 20. I'm not missing out on a win for Justin Thomas and Ludwig. Oberg, um, they're going to win. They're playing so incredibly good, so I'm not missing out on them. Outrights on Thomas and Oberg. Sam Burns coming in as hot as any golfer on tour right now. I'm also on Cam Young. I have a Will Zalatoris as is as is Wes. Will Zalatoris coming around, playing well. I don't know if we're going to see numbers as big as 60 to 1, 60, 55, something like that. Yeah. On Will Zalatoris here very, very much longer. So I went ahead and put them in there. I did play one other, not making the graphic. Uh, I did put uh, a little bit of a little snort on uh, – on Sam Ryder, and it was a, an unfortunate pod reference, and it's a <laughs> and, and so it's a FOMO bet where I said, you know, none of us are on triple digits, but watch like Sam Ryder win the tournament or something. Yeah. And I go and look, and he's three hundred seventy-five to one. And if I didn't have that ticket in my account, then I would hate myself. Yeah, so. it was uh, Chesson Hadley who I made that joke about yeah. a few weeks ago, who ended up on the first so, page. Unfortunate later. pod reference FOMO bet coming up. Uh, Mike Pritchard joining us here on the other side of the hour. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.